What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. I don't know what you did this weekend, but I spent it graduating my kid from high school, I did th- as did thousands of parents across the Bay Area, and now I start to prepare her for the next phase of life, which for my kid includes going off to college. So we wanted to spend the next segment of our show answering your questions about how to best support your kids in this next phase of their lives. Um, we are joined by Wendy Snyder, a college and career counselor at Oakland School of the Arts, where she monitors student progress and works closely in the college application process with students students and families as they approach graduation. We are going to be taking your calls in a little bit. You can either call in and ask Wendy your questions, or if you want to share a sweet story from your weekend, we are happy to have some good news on Law and Disorder, as we don't get to do that very often on this show. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning, Kat. I'm so excited to be on your show. I love your show. Oh, Wendy, I'm excited to have you. Now, let's just see if I can get through the segment without crying, which is how I spent most of my time this <laughs> Congratulations, week. Congratulations, <laughs> by the way. Let's get that, those tears flowing thank now, you. And, and then we can talk. <laughs> thank you. And, and thank you. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll just say Wendy supported my kid to get where she needed to be, uh, which is headed off to a UC. Wendy, for kids who have made the choice to go to college now, what kinds of things should parents be thinking about to prepare them over the next couple of months? Oh my goodness. Wow. So I think it, it, it will depend on a lot of things, but some practical things I would say is, is talk about money. You know, <laughs> money is something that I think it's hard <laughs> for us to talk about as families and communities, but just, you know, given like the, the interview you just did, you know, it is really important to, to be real about about budgets and and what what you have what you need um and that said you know that said in the context of you know all college should be free i mean it's it's uh is cruel and destructive to make college so expensive so i will say that but i think you know if there's um a way that students can can earn a little money this summer it doesn't have to be a formal job um i think i think that's helpful um i think it's you know, a really intense and emotional time. I went through it twice <laughs> with my kids, um, going off um, one to college and one kind of did his own thing and learned through YouTube University. Um, <laughs> but I would say, you know, honor the time, you know, do things that that uh, you love to do with your kid um, and, and savor, you know, that time. Um, and you know try to um easier i've learned this by experience too not as a counselor but as a mother um you know really check in with yourself as a parent around what you are going through because it is different (laughs) for what your kid is going through and the transition um can can bring up a lot of anxiety for us as parents um of of you know letting go and anything that you know any conflict you might have had you know as a parent and the kids as conflicts happen and teenagers um just try to you know take care of yourself so you can best take care of your kiddo as they um are you know becoming no longer a kiddo (laughs) they're they're going off on their own um cooking you know learning how to cook um inexpensive and healthy meals um that's a skill that will bring them 
health and community if they know how to cook. Um, yeah, I could go on and on, but you know, those are just a few of the basics. I'm really glad you brought up the emotional impact. I, I have been st- a little stunned uh, <laughs> at how intense it's been for me. And, and I've been trying to, you know, hide it from, from the kid some, but also right in the spirit of honest communication, um, being, you know, making space for us both to be present with our emotions and um, without me feeling like I'm mostly blackmailing her. Um, but but they really too are going through like there's a lot of lip service too right I can't wait to get away from my parents I can't wait to get out of the door and this is intense for the littles I guess they're not littles anymore but yeah yeah, yeah. so holding that space are they, do you have examples of where you've seen families hold that container well? Um, I mean I think I think it can just be with really simple things you know again food is always a good way to do it. Um, having, you know, having people um, over, you know, you don't have to have like big graduation parties or big celebrations. Although um, I remember we did that because I had a kid graduating from college and high school at the same time, which was kind of a trip. Um, But I I would say, you know, get together with, because, you know, the cliche, it's, it's, it's not a cliche, it's an African proverb that got appropriated by a lot of different nasty people but the the whole thing that it takes a village i would say you know honoring the people um bringing people together even if it's just a small group of people who have helped you raise your kids um that um is really a wonderful thing to do and you know i think <laughs> i was looking back i was thinking back to the party we had and it was almost too many people because my daughter just she her face hurt at the end from smiling and she just got tired of, of answering the same questions so i would suggest you know a smaller group of people um that are really special to your kid and to you and um helped you um raise them we are speaking to Wendy Snyder, a college and career counselor at Oakland School of the Arts. Um, and we are taking your calls. Do you have questions? Are you sending your kid into the world? Do you have questions? Or do you want to share a sweet story from your grad weekend? The number is 510-848-4425. 510-848-4425. Wendy, of course, in terms of costs, right, there's a flat tuition per semester. But what other kinds of costs should parents be bracing themselves for? Oh my goodness. There are so many fees and I know uh you mentioned as I know the UC um they they charge all these little late fees. It's ridiculous. Um fight them. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh I think um the housing meal plans that students are offered um oftentimes they don't need to go into the dining hall for every meal, you know, because there's a lot of, uh, so that's a huge expense. So I would say, um, you know, we didn't know this, that you can um, you can adjust how many meals you get per week and save a lot of money that way. If your kid is like, you know, knows how to feed themselves and can take the extra bananas, have a jar of peanut butter in their dorm room, you know, that kind of thing, you can save some money there. Um, I think, it's it it depends on a lot of factors but it's um something that can be 
um, a great way to kind of transfer the reins of like managing a budget over to your kid um, with, you know, a little bit of, or a lot, depending on who they are, guidance. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, I wouldn't say hidden fees, because I think they're better about saying, you know, what things are going to cost, but um, always, you know, always get, train your kid to, to find more scholarships. When they're in college, it, it's sometimes easier to find scholarships for different programs from the university um, and, um, and also just um, take it on with a little more focus um, uh, because they're, you know, they've already applied. So they, they have, they might have some time to, to look into that. If you've got questions for Wendy Snyder, you can call in at 510-848-4425, 510-848-4425. I'm glad you brought up the scholarships, Wendy, because I say that that was a place I was shocked. I mean, my daughter's an honor roll student, and I sort of just expected right stuff to roll in, but not so much. Can you talk about how scholarships sort of work in the world today? Yeah, I think that that part of um, the problem is that, you know, it's it is so competitive. There are so many. And I know that, you know, if you're um, a parent of uh, a graduate or um, someone who's going into senior year, you know, you, you can get overwhelmed looking, you know, it's a needle in a haystack. Um, there are larger scholarships that we direct um, students to, but I think um, that is something that, you know, if you're at a school that doesn't have a good scholarship list, um, you you need to, to keep asking those questions, like how can I get some guidance? Um, I know, um, yeah, it's, it's something that I've seen students who are successful with it have had to, um, have been the most, um, adept at like having a whole spreadsheet like making it like a part-time job which is ridiculous you know so um yeah but i do think that um you know being having having your your student and yourself be aware that there's money um once you do get in college um to you know to be gotten from the university that that's maybe a saving grace in this situation yeah, and then I had sort of a pivot in my thinking. So I started a 529 for my kid when I think she was like two mm -hmm. months old. And I think in my head, I'd thought that I would then stop contributing. <laughs> I don't know why I thought this once she went to college. But it seems to me that if you do have that account, that's something you should keep putting money in. Yes? No? Yeah, I, I don't I don't claim to be like an expert on college um, finances, you know, but I would say yeah yeah i would see say absolutely and um you know just just the whole notion that you've got four years you know to pay for and um you know being real about how you're going to do that you got to like um make sure that your you know that your student is accessing um student um, campus jobs and that kind of thing um or just being innovative around how they can can make money and you know, not to overstress them, but to to make it real to them that it's 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 a chunk of money going to a UC, unfortunately. 
Wendy Snyder, one of the first campaigns that I ran as an organizer was A to G Access for All in Los Angeles, and then I came to Oakland and do that work. And in theory, that's the default curriculum for our kids, but we know across OUSD, black and brown kids still aren't getting it. And for my listeners, the, the A to G curriculum are the courses you have to have uh, to even apply for a UC. For kids that have found themselves graduating without them, what do you suggest they do now? they can go to community college. We have so many um, success stories of, you know, I say success stories in quotes because I think you could be successful doing so many different things, but community college, the California community college system is pretty amazing. And you can take, you can interchange um, which classes you could take at at different, you know, colleges. Um, They have uh, guaranteed transfer programs, as well as just the ability to get a, a an AA, an associate degree, um, that will help you transfer. So right off the bat, you're saving two years, you know, of tuition. Um, and you know, <laughs> this isn't, you know, this isn't a, a sore point because I think there is value for students who can go away and go to four year. But I think um, so many of our students have actually chosen. Um, to not go to four-year even though they could. But for many, many students, this is a way that they can continue on to college um, even if they don't have a C or above in the A through G requirements. And um, they can they can explore and then they can take their, um, their general ed requirements and, and get super focused and transfer, you know, to um, any, any four-year program. So, it's, you know, obviously a little more complicated than that, but that's what I, that's what students I've seen over the years. I was um, uh, six years as a college counselor, and so um, it's super gratifying just to see that students are finding, you know, finding their way through the system. Um, Berkeley City College has excellent programs, so do all the other Peralta schools in this area, so. Along those lines, I mean, it's sort of tied into a question I was going to ask about kids that are deciding to take a gap year, right? When I was doing educational equity work, we did find, right, data that said much harder for black and brown and poor kids to make that jump from community college to, you know, four-year institutions. What should parents be doing to make sure their kids don't fall through the cracks? Yeah, that's an excellent point because I think it is true that sometimes, you know, students often get lost taking courses and not knowing what direction they want to go. I would say find a good counselor um, within the community college program. And alums that I've talked to from um, from Oakland School for the Arts um, really talk about, you know, having, you know, if they didn't have the right person, they got discouraged, you know, and then they soon learned, I got to seek out somebody who sees the spark in me, sees what I want to do and can help me figure out how to do it. And, you know, unfortunately there's people in the system who, who don't go that extra, you know, uh, mile to just talk to students and figure out how to support them. Um, but there are so many excellent people um, in community colleges. And I would say that that's, that's the key. You want to find someone, and that maybe it's not someone that's in the community college system, but maybe it's an alum who's been through like the TAG program, which is a transfer admission guarantee program to UC, 
or um, there's all kinds of acronyms that I don't want to bore you with, but there's like the I get see, and there's all kinds of ways to um, to to build a path to four year. Um, and um, you know, it, it seems like sometimes we make it over complicated, but I would say find the person who can help you help help guide you on the path you want to go on. And if you don't know what path you want to go on, then then start taking courses that just interest you. You know, it's it's really about um, trying out different things. And I've um, been working at a school where where students are are for the most part hyper focused in um, at least in their arts or what they love, and they kind of forget that the rest of you know the rest of the world maybe is not so hyper focused, and that um, you know if they're if they're looking into another field other than their arts, they they just need to try it out, you know, and and engage, you know, and that's I think that's the the key thing is like community engagement, um, engagement with with um, you know different subject matters that um, you know will help you figure out what you want to pursue in your studies and YouTube. So, Wendy, along those lines, for for kids that are going you know to four year institutions, what do you suggest the balance in terms of courses they take be between like the core curriculum right that everybody has to take and their ability to explore and have some agency in what they have to sit in classrooms and learn about for the first time in their educational careers? Definitely, you want to um, find a way to take courses that have nothing to do with your major. And I think um, I remember doing that um, back in the 80s. It's so important. and It's really why um, what makes college exciting um, is the ability to take, I remember taking um, African-American studies and then, you know, wanting to be an ethics studies major, even though, you know, I was already pursuing, you know, my literature major. But but the point is, is that you want to try, you want to be able to try out um, different um, disciplines. And so I think it's super important. I think I think that's how we learn and grow as humans is just learning new things. And um, that's the wonderful thing about school. So yeah, the ba- the exact balance, I, 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 I don't know. I think it depends on, you know, some students who are going into STEM, um, you know, which is science, technology, engineering, and math, they, they would, you know, they, they might not have a ton of room to do that. But um, I think for liberal arts um, students, you, you do have a lot of freedom to, to explore. All right, we've been talking about kids moving from high school to college, but there are kids moving from middle school to high school. For rising eighth graders, Wendy, what should parents be aware of thinking about right at the start of the high school career? Oh, wow. Yeah, I think that that transition is actually um, something we kind of take for granted sometimes, but it's huge. Well, I've been working at a school that (laughs) is in the same building, so... Students who go from eighth to ninth grade, they go up a floor, you know, for, for the most part. But it is, and I, I don't want to discount, like it's a significant transition. Um, students have, um, I think, learning like time management skills and all that. It sounds like a cliche, but it's it's so important. And some students, you know, we found, you know, especially after the pandemic, like time is, 
is not real anymore, <laughs> you know, and school hasn't been real, you know, um, or starting to come out of that. But if if we think about students who are um, entering ninth grade next year, that means that they're they're the end of their fifth grade year and six, whole entire sixth grade um, was on Zoom. So, you know, there's just a lot that's sort of, um, I would say, different levels of development, you know, to, to use that term. I don't, don't love that, but I think, I think that it's a real thing that some students are ready to focus on five academic subjects, you know, and shift gears for each one and spend time doing homework after school. And some, some students, you know, that, that's just not their thing. You know, they're, they're, they're going to need a lot of support and that's okay. So there's a wide, you know, range of just people being ready for that shift. Um, um, ninth grade does matter. <laughs> you know, sometimes students think that it doesn't matter at all, you know, your first year in high school. But but colleges do look at that and they, they you know, I, I would say um, try your best. Um, you know, think of it as a fresh new start. I think that um, high school is where you're starting to think ahead to um, your future and it can be a really exciting time to, you know, again, if you if your school allows it to explore different subjects, but also just try on, you know, um, a, a different, you know, identity, you know, that kind of thing. Like there's a lot of time, you know, there's a lot of exciting things um, that are going to unfold for you, you know, in high school. And I think, um, I think parents just, just be ready. Be ready to get to know your child as they get to know themselves, you know, which as we know as parents is, is uh is a trip <laughs> so um yeah so those i guess that's a little advice for parents too is i'm wondering is if no one's calling i'm wondering if i could ask the question um well i guess generally it'd just be nice to hear um you know just hear some stories about you know maybe maybe parents who whose students or students themselves who had a rough time in high school and and are feeling um you know, excited about going into the world or even nervous, you know, I hope that's okay. Yeah, I just want to I, throw yeah, that out totally there. Totally fine. I'll put the, calls. I'll put the number back out there. It's 510-848-4425, but that's a good segue. And this is very Bay Area specific, but I, I, you know, being someone that as an organizer, my, my early organizing work was around educational equity. I feel like I was armed with, you know, more knowledge than most parents. And we had you. <laughs> and you took real care of my kid and the other kids there for parents that find themselves in schools with, you know, over maxed college counselors or who need more help advocating for their children. Are there organizations in Oakland or the Bay Area that you would suggest parents can get some help from? Absolutely. So um, let's see, a couple of them. I would say the people at Oakland Promise, um, they they not only give out scholarships, but they also do a lot of college access advising. So I would say someone named Jazz Broughton, um, but you can look up oaklandpromise.org and, and um, find their college access. Um, I would say Girls Inc. for young female identifying people um, has a tremendous amount of programs. Um, and there's, 
um, a whole lot more that I will, uh, there's, there's one I just forgot the name of, but I'll pull that up for, for listeners too. Dope. And then we'll put those links in the archive of this show. All right, Wendy Snyder, I think we're going to leave it there for today. Thank you so very much for coming on the show. Um, I know that you you two are going on to, to bigger and better things, supporting kids in a different environment, and wish you next uh, wish you lots of luck on next phase of your journey as well. Thank you so much, Kat, and good luck to you and your graduates. <laughs> Thank you. Talk soon. We have been speaking to Wendy Snyder. She has been a college and career counselor at the Oakland School for the Arts, where she monitored student progress and worked closely in the college application process with students and families as they approach graduation. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox 5. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.